Okay. Hello, Peter. How are you doing? Hello. Hi, Joseph. I'm doing well. <laughs> well, uh, as you probably gathered from that wonderful title and that old-timey music there that uh, this episode of the Oddfellows Oddcast is about tips for a new noble grand. So let's say that uh, you happen to bump into somebody who says, yeah, you know, I, I got elected to noble grand and I sure could use a few tips. So this is a show for those people. Excellent. Yeah. Now, um, I've got, you've got ideas. You're very deeply experienced, many more years experience than I have. Um, and in my, I'm at like one and a half years now as Noble Grand because of COVID, they extended me. So I got a little more experience than, than I had bargained for the first year. Um, but uh, I have come up with some tips. And just, you know, I also tapped into the community at Heart and Hand Online. I just threw out a question. Hey, if you've got any tips for a new noble grand, what would they be? So I, I, I kind of got some of those tips, but I sort of worded them a little differently. So I'm going to throw up that first tip for a new noble grand, and you tell me what you think of it. And if I'm missing anything, they they may appear later, but you know, uh, let me know what you think of them. And then at the end, if there's one that I missed, it's like obvious as obvious as the nose on my face, then you can definitely, you know, chime in and say, Hey, you missed this one. Okay. So, I'll, wait. I'll wait until that. Try, try. <laughs> I'll try my best not to spill it all. Okay. So here's the first tip. All right. So run an organized meeting, know the ritual, no surprises. Is that a pretty good one? Uh, uh, that's a good one. And, and as I told you before you started this, I, I made a quick list mm -hmm. when I knew what the topic would be about. And, and, uh, as I told you, that's, uh, know the ritual and the code. So, mm -hmm. so knowing the ritual is, is, is paramount. Do you want me to elaborate why you need sure. to know the ritual? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because there, there are little tricks and there are advantages for the noble grand to run a meeting. And it's not only just the order of business and knowing that you can mix up the order of business or, and that's a big advantage if you knowing the ritual. And also I think we even talked about uh, installing officers one time, you know, in back of the ritual, it says a, a qualified past grand can, can install the officers of a lot, install a lodge. So mm -hmm. Uh, a noble grand should be able to pick up on that stuff right away. It doesn't take a very long time to learn the ritual, really. Have it in front of you and learn. If you read this fine print, you'll have a big advantage over everyone else, even the more experienced members in mm -hmm. the order, if you yeah. just read the fine print. Yeah. Now, there uh, in California, we have a couple additional uh, resources to pull from as a noble grand, as well as the ritual and as well as the sovereign grand lodge code and also California code, Robert's rules. Uh, we actually have a couple of booklets that uh, expand on some of the things that are things that a noble grand should know and also that. So, you know, depending on your jurisdiction, there may be additional resources. So, it, I'm going to dovetail on to what you said about knowing the code, but also know your uh, state or jurisdiction's uh, rules because they don't, you know, they're, they're not the same from state to state. Like, for example, if somebody asks a noble grant, hey, if, if somebody wanted to join our lodge and they're 16, can they do it, right? So in our California code, that's okay. In other states yeah. or other jurisdictions, wrote, it's not. Wrote, you were the one that wrote that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wrote that uh, to allow us to uh, bring 16-year-olds into our Odd Fellows Lodge. I right. also wrote the one that allowed us to accept to do all the degrees in one day, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just knowing your codes, too. But the ritual, you have a lot of leeway in the ritual as a noble grand if you just do it. You know, I'm not going to criticize any noble grand because, you know, sometimes depending on the lodge, it can be difficult too. you know, you may have an older member there just insisting he knows the entire thing, but he's wrong the entire time. And you wouldn't know it if you didn't right. open, open the ritual. And I see that happen. Yeah, I know that, uh, you know, Thanks. there's a lot of times whenever over the years I have asked you, I said, hey, can I do this? Can I do that? My and you have told me, yes, look in the code. Right. But yes. Uh, but obviously, you know, if if 
I knew where it was, um, I would have the answer. And so you have helped to guide me to learn how to do that. And so I have answers to questions that uh, have come up a couple of times, you know, can a noble grand, you know, vote, you know, things like that. Uh, so we have a book that says for our jurisdiction that no, noble grand doesn't vote unless it's like a, 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 ca a casting Tire, a deciding right. vote. Yeah. But you can ballot, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So things like that, you know, if you don't know those things and you're the noble grand, well, you, you know, you, you might look like uh, you're not really reading up. So definitely, uh, you know, know your code, know your ritual. That way there's no surprises. Uh, so we'll go on to the next tip, which is one of my favorite ones. So maintain decorum. All conversations go through the noble grand. So I have personally heard people complaining about how it is that in their lodges, everybody, you know, they're all talking to each other. There's a lot of crosstalk. And I remind people, you know, because this is something that I learned uh, from our secretary, who's been in uh, Oddfellows for many, many years, that everything is supposed to go through the Noble Grand. Anytime anybody's got a question or anything, they're supposed to say Noble Grand and, you know, be recognized and then they can speak. And if you don't stick to that, then you end up with a lot of crosstalk. What do you think about this tip, particular tip? You got any good stories on this one? I, I actually do. Uh, not a long one, but, but uh, you know, it can get really out of control if the noble grant, if everything did not go through the noble grant. And hopefully we elaborate. That I have something on my list and I, I, I'm going to wait and see if it comes up in your list. But but being a noble grand, everything has to go through the noble grand. You can't have side conversations and people addressing the right supporter or the secretary. Sometimes you'll see conversations going on, and that can turn a that decorum and all conversation. If it doesn't happen that way, you can turn a forty-five minute meeting uh, because really, you know, if you're handling everything in committees or discussing it in a social before your meeting, like our lodge does, your Buena, or, or if you don't do all that beforehand, uh, you can turn a 45-minute meeting into a two- to three-hour meeting. And once those meetings get that long, and depending what type of lodge you have, you, you may never come back as a member. I would hate to sit through an, a meeting more than an hour. Yeah. I would hate it. My, I get all my pleasure. Uh, doing the committees, but but directing it all through the Noble Grand, and there's little tricks uh, how the Noble Grand can handle that. Hopefully, it comes up. But mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, that I totally agree with that. And you know, my lodge is a little bit lazy on that, though. We'll we'll allow some floor conversations, but and but if we know a visitor's coming or a, uh, what we call in our order, a dignitary, mm -hmm. we will tighten up and, and that side conversation will all stop. You know, yeah. I mean, we, we, we know enough. Uh, we have enough experienced members in Yerba Buena, but, but yes, all, all your, all your, anything has to be directed through that noble grand. Yeah. Noble grand sort of like a traffic cop in a way, That's directing people, is. directing the conversations to the right uh, parties. And speaking of which, you know, whenever we have these wonderful, you know, uh, long conversations that happen, it brings up the next uh, tip here, which is to keep all discussions brief. And that is if the vice grand doesn't do it, because as we know, the vice grand is supposed to be keeping an eye on the time to make sure that we don't spend too much time on, on something and can wrap their gavel if the noble grand isn't really noticing that things are running a little long, right? And the right supporter too. Right supporter too. You know, so, so yeah, you know, things can, like we just discussed can get out of control and just keep going and on and on and on and on. And uh, if you find that going on, do like your Grand Lodges do, and even Sovereign Grand Lodge. You can limit your discussion. You, you know, if you if you have a lodge that just goes on and on and has a lot of issues and, and uh, you, you realize that it can consume all your time. Remember we talked about a Noble Grand and number one, being able to change up the, uh, the order of business. Mm -hmm. uh, there's strategies for that. So if you had an issue in your lodge, 
discussions can go on and on and on and and you have to set limitations as a noble grand and you can do that as a noble grand but you right. need to do it on the onset mm -hmm. so it, it it gives everybody a fair chance yeah yeah and, i agree yeah yeah uh now the other one uh, the next tip number four support and guide conversations toward motions uh because the discussions that that follows the motion and uh, that kind of dovetails into the next one, which is about um, how it is that whenever you have that discussion, bring it to a vote as quickly as you can, because people, every single person can give their side of, of a particular motion, uh, but it may not really be necessary. So in this tip is, you know, support and guide the conversation Ra rather than because I, I, I know that there are some people that I have heard that have complained that their noble grants a bit heavy handed. And, you know, I think it's really essential for a noble grant to have a bit of a uh, levity, a little sense of humor, you know, um, not uh, not too heavy handed because, you know, you need to get business done. But at the same time, you, you got to recognize everybody's a volunteer. You know, this isn't work. You know, it isn't like a, a workplace where somebody has to uh, come down on other people. We don't want that in our lodges at all. And some people may, you know, uh, think that's the only way to get things done. And that would be a mistake. So uh, what do you think about uh, making sure that we guide, like a Noble Grand guides and supports the conversations, draws out the conversation as necessary from somebody? Okay. You know, somebody may start talking and not really articulate what it is that they are trying to say, and then Noble Grand can help them. Uh, Noble Grand can assist there, but, but I like your part in the parentheses there, uh, because that's the way a meeting needs to be run, unless you're under good of the order. Mm -hmm. You don't even talk unless emotions on the floor. That's really the way it's supposed to operate. And and we could talk about that. I'm still waiting to to see something that's related to this. Mm -hmm. uh, that but the part you have in the parentheses is is just the way meetings should be held. Uh, you you only discuss on discussion. You know you right. can't have a long per. What we see happen quite a bit in the lodges. Uh, and it's unfair, really. Uh, you'll see somebody, and you hear a lot, see an older, younger member, doesn't matter who it is. They'll start talking about a great idea. Oh, it's a great idea. Uh, we had a wine festival down there. We had a booth at the wine festival. It's making a lot of money. And uh, I was thinking, if we do X, Y, and Z, we can actually make $12 an hour from so-and-so. And, you know, mm -hmm. if, if you start to, well, like, you know, I want to find a way to do that. Well, You've laid it all out. Oh, I want to move. I want to make a motion, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, somebody <laughs> doesn't understand. I want to do that. Well, you've already given your entire discussion on your topic, and it, it just really lends everything out. And then you'll have everybody ready to talk, and 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 it's just not the way to do business. You, a person should just, even if the rest of the group doesn't know what the topic's about. The motion needs to come on the floor first. This mm -hmm. is why social gatherings before the meetings are so important. Those mm -hmm. backroom discussions over refreshments. Uh, we do our refreshments before our meetings. So we kind of know everything that's going to come up and we got a feel for what's going to uh, pass or not. And, and uh, we, we, it's just a way to do business and it'll really help the noble grand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of times people try to put their talking points into yeah. their motion, and it's like, you no, know, that's that's when you have these long motions, and your your secretaries, can you repeat that motion? Yeah. <laughs> you can't even repeat it because you you're hoping somebody is writing all your points down, and right, it's just yeah, it's just do a simple motion, you know, mm -hmm. and that kind of uh, speaking of a simple motion that comes to the next tip here, which is bring a motion uh, to a vote swiftly and deftly. That means like gracefully and quickly. Uh, brevity is the soul of wit. Yeah, Another way of saying that is like, people aren't going to have a whole lot of fun if we really drag these things out. So Unfortun yes. unfortunately, uh, when it's a, when it is a serious topic, even at Grand Lodge uh, on the mm -hmm. floor, we're not like other jurisdictions so much here in California where 
some actually follow the model of the sovereign Grand Lodge code and go along with the committee assigned and and vote uh, in that direction. But here in California at a Grand Lodge, we can have a debate with 10 people lined up with heated discussion. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, nobody really crosses the line. I, I, I you know, it's come close, but uh, swiftly, uh, the only way we just touched upon this, the only way this can come up, the, the grand master or the noble grand in this case can make this thing come along fairly if he wants to, or he or she wants to do, or they want to do this quickly is to set a time, mm -hmm. to set a time limit for discussion. Uh, that, in fact, that's an, it's codified at the Grand Lodge. It's codified at the Sovereign Grand Lodge. You know, speaker of a, a legislation, a bill gets to speak for five minutes. It's sovereign. Who needs that kind of time? But I think at Grand Lodge, we've set it for three minutes. And, and uh, you know, so setting time uh, limits, being a good noble grand, you'll know if the if the item will be uh, um, will be uh, heated, or if it'll be hotly discussed, uh, debated, you'll know that you should know that, and 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 set a time limit. You don't have to. I would do that just normally uh, if if you have that kind of legislation or, I mean, motions coming mm -hmm. to the floor. Yeah, and as noble grand, you can say you know discussion is limited to two minutes. You know, yeah, per person. That. Yeah. And that's something that is within your rights as Noble Grand. If you know it is going to be like a contentious, long-winded kind of thing, you can tell people, you know, two minutes. And then that hopefully the Vice Grand will pick up on that, look at their watch and go, okay, you know, I'm going to pay attention to this and wrap the gavel if it gets to be, you know, two minutes. So, um, yeah. Now, um, that uh, that brings me to the next tip, which is a good way of making sure that there isn't too much time being spent during Lodge. And that is tip number six, encouraging members to bring their matters to committees between sessions. Uh, and like you were saying, you know, your, your, a lot of your business is discussed immediately before your Lodge session uh, over refreshments. And I think that that's really great. Um, and between what I like to do in our Lodge is try to get some of the building committee matters sorted out before the lodge session so that when the building committee does their report, they have a motion and it's already been discussed. It's already been picked apart and anybody who is really interested in it has an opportunity for input. It's, you know, each, each lodge has different types of committees and in my lodge, we don't uh, control the building, but, but we uh, so we don't have that type of committee. I know in Davis they have like fifty five committees. I know a lot. For me, that would be a nightmare. What we did uh, in our lodge here, but when I, I hate the for I, I use my lodge as a model because it seems to work. You know, I, I I'm listen. It, it, whatever works best for a lodge, do it. I'm not I'm not telling you my way is the best way. I'm not telling you we're the right way. It just works for us. What yeah. we do is we have the finance committee because that's required by code mm -hmm. right. and in our ritual, mm -hmm. it's required. And it's, uh, we have a, the entire lodge is a membership committee. So we all are that's actively fine. involved. And then we, what we did with, instead of having all these committees, we put it what we call our event committee because we're a lodge about activities. Mm -hmm. And once a month we do an outing. So, Normally, a lodge would have a committee for each outing, so you know you'd have you could have twenty committees going. But but what we do is we have one event committee, and it handles. It. It's been doing it so long, and we invite a new member each year to whatever the noble grand wants to put in there uh, to hand join the committee, and the committees handle all our events. So we have basically three committees and everything comes in those socials, those three committees. And it's so easy. Everything is so streamlined. Committees are so important. If you can get that, it's related to that social discussion before the meeting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that also kind of dovetails into the next one too, which is uh, tip number seven, as noble grand, you should read the room, you should be aware of what is not working. Uh, generally, and you know, if you go down the street, you say to somebody, Hey, I'm going to give you a, a coupon for a cup of coffee. If you tell me 
do you like meetings? And people will go, no. <laughs> you know? And odd fellow meetings are so boring. If you just followed the rich, I mean, they, they can be so boring. I mean, I've been be, doing yes. this for decades and, and mm -hmm. I, I'm telling you, I, I mean, from the first time I sat in a business, I, I'm going to quit this order. You know, <laughs> they're so boring. You have to really have a social with it. If all you had was a meeting, you know, it, just have the social, meet in the room. You know, the Noble Grand should have the best feel. We support our Noble Grands in our and and we always, even members like me who've been around and been this and that and that. Even and you could tell I know Leroy's in your lodge, but mm -hmm. we'll sit back and we will demand that the lodge follow the Noble Grand. The Noble Grand runs that meeting. So if the noble grand said, hey, hey, Peter, I need you to go out there and do this. Can you do it? Yeah, absolutely. There's no there's no hesitation. Even if I disagreed, I'd still follow the noble grand. And it goes back to those first points. Mm -hmm. The noble grand runs the lodge. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you how they do it in a minute. If, <laughs> if I don't see it come up here. Okay. Uh, and I probably didn't include it if I already uh, hadn't said it, but I've got three more tips. Uh, and the next one is really kind of uh, uh, what I have learned over the years about Oddfellows. And, and that is I have educated myself. So the, the tip is uh, remember that education can solve just about any problem. And just like you were talking about knowing the ritual, knowing the code, I consider those things to be education. Uh, and also too, uh, knowing the history is a really important thing. Understanding why uh, we don't have alcohol during lodge sessions. Understanding why we don't talk about- You don't? Uh, <laughs> understanding why we don't talk about politics and we don't talk about religion during sessions. So if you, if you have an appreciation and understanding for why those things are in place, because of our history, because of our code, why the codes are written the way that they're written, uh, then it helps to give people a, a context for why things are the way they are. A lot of times people will say, uh, well, I don't like that. And if you're able to give them an understanding of why it is the way that it is, it's much better than just telling them something like, well, I'm the noble grand, I said so, you know. That's, that's the worst answer that you can give. You really need to be able to give people, um, I don't want to say an educated answer, but an, uh, uh, demonstrated an understanding of why the code is the way that it is. You Would you agree with that? But you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> sitting here. I didn't think of that point, and it, it's it's right on it. You know, I, I it, it's kind of related. I, I watched this grandmaster once. And that's knowing the history of being able to respond uh, if you need to as a noble grand. Why? Why? The why? Mm -hmm. Answer the why instead of it's in the code. Mm -hmm. You know, well, it's in the code because, you know, we have to wear regalia. We have to pay our dues. Uh, do you know why? Because the IRS requires it. It's actually <laughs> verbiage. That verbiage with regalia mm -hmm. and ritualistic uh, uh Rituals, those those words are used in the IRS code defining a 501c8, mm -hmm. defining what we are. So we have to follow those guidelines. Now, that's the why for that mm -hmm. one. But mm -hmm. I watched the grandmaster once, and I wouldn't know how to answer it, but I watched him debate the opening of a session with someone who wore a hat indoors. Mm. The person refused to take it off, and it was a debate <laughs> between him and this person for 45 minutes, and every wow. now and then we would try to interject. This about six or seven years ago, and huh. it, it would just be this battle back and forth, and everyone was just entertained by it. I think <laughs> there are 200 and something representatives. You know, huh. California's big. Yeah. And we're all sitting there, all experienced people, and we're all sitting there, you know, we coat and ties, and we're all watching this debate back and forth. And, and how it was resolved, uh, it wasn't necessarily a how, a knowing mm -hmm. why, I mean, uh, why it's a tradition to take off your hat indoors. And, you know, I mean, how would you handle that as a leader if someone in your lodge refused to take off their hat? You know, I think that's a good question. But, you know, you want to know uh, if I can just interject, you know, what I would probably say offhand, we have in our lodges, it has been authorized that we can wear fezes. 
So okay. I wouldn't particularly see an issue with it. Oh, no. well, yeah. oh, I don't see what the feds, but but uh, I never had a problem when I became grand. I'll tell you how they resolve that in a minute. <laughs> okay. When I became grandmaster, I didn't. If you wanted to dress the way you needed to dress to come, if that was the only thing keeping you from coming to session because you didn't own a coat and tie, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, no way. You come to session. If you wanted to wear your hat, I didn't have a problem. I didn't have a problem with anything. Mm -hmm. And that's why we had so many people. That's why we had, uh, that wasn't the gist of the order to me. The gist mm -hmm. of the, the purpose of the order is to get as many people there as possible. Sure. To share as much information as possible. And I didn't have a problem in my year, I, or at least if I did, I handled it right away. I didn't shy away from, them. but, but the way they did this grand master, which is, you know, we're talking noble grands, but mm -hmm. This might help a noble grand. It's similar. Somebody stood up and they said, well, I have a suggestion for those who want to wear hats uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, come on in and everyone, let's put $5 toward the youth for a person who wants to wear a hat. Mm -hmm. The next day, over 100 people wore a hat. Oh, nice. And each and the warden and the, and the person, they collected $5 for each person. They raised $500. You know, in, in a matter of minutes with the marshal and the warden or the officers, I forget what pointed officers, but they went around, they collected all the money. And each day that happened, the following year, that became uh, that became a ritual mm -hmm. for a Grand Lodge. And I think they still do it. Uh, did they do it two years ago? I can't remember. But wearing hats is permissible in our session as long as you pay Mm -hmm. to do it and and if you're not really paying then then you're not really then there's a problem but mm -hmm. everybody even the person with the uh the hat gave ten dollars mm -hmm. uh, and he loves to wear his hat but he paid it was that important to him and and uh but during that time that argument that 45 argument you had at least 20 members put their hats back on mm -hmm. because the grandmaster this is the way he responded uh, because because I said so, <laughs> and that was his. When he said that, he lost the argument. And fortunately, that one smart brother came up, a member came up, and, and suggested the five dollar donation, and it resolved that everyone was happy, and uh, the the youth made money, mm -hmm. or whatever cause it has been since that time. So, so the noble grand uh, by knowing. Rather than say that's what the code says, that's what I say, you know, have something behind it and have some creative thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it was probably Leroy Scolari who was there who said that. No, it's actually, uh, <laughs> uh, you want me, I'll give him credit. It's Jim Breland. Uh, okay. Jim well, Breland, hey. past grandmaster. All right. Well, he certainly deserves a credit for that. That I would imagine that, uh, you know, it, 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 it's certainly a bit of a, a magical thing to be able to uh, transform adversity into something positive. So my hat's off to him. I won't tell you who the grandmaster was says because he said <laughs> he said so. But I won't tell you him. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, that uh, then leads us to our ninth tip that I uh, whipped up today, which is that it. Tip number nine, if you're not sure about something, table it until you can research. Now, uh, you know, I've, I'm a little guilty sometimes of not knowing exactly what it is, but giving it my best in terms of making a decision on the spot. But that's not always the best solution. Sometimes the best solution is to actually just say, you know what, that's something I'm going to have to research. So I'm going to table that until I get the proper research in and I'll come up with an answer for you the next time we meet. Something like that. I'm not saying you should just say, you know, I'll research it, but I think it's a wise thing to be able to step back. And if you don't have a wise answer, just say that you'll research it and let give give people notice that you're tabling it. So what what do you, what is your take on that? That's a very honest approach, and I've in recent years I've gone to that more often as, a, as just a member because I I. Um, I have forgotten. I for, I realize how much there is, and I, there are things I have forgotten or or have been changed in the code. And this is where your old older recalcitrant members uh, may be wrong, and, and and they find themselves 
you know, then you get really older and you start to forget a little bit <laughs> and uh, you, you really should have the answers. And I recognize that myself and I, I, I'll try not to make the mistake. I, I've, I've made a, there used to be this thing. If you wanted to spend money as a hall association, you, and you wanted to use 10,000, 5,000, it used to be in the code. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not there now, but it used to have a dollar amount. And hmm. and I said, no, you can't do it, or you can't have a lease unless it's one year or more. You have to get permission from the Grand Lodge. You know, th- there are little nuances like that that I thought were still in the code mm-hmm. that were taken out sometime, and, and, I, and I was completely remiss, and I'd forgotten and but we wanted to. There were some things taken out, I think, by mistake too, because they were good for our order. Mm-hmm. That that you know we want to redraft legislation, knowing knowing what's in the code, knowing what's in the ritual. Do do the research. I, I, I you know I none of us want to stand there with egg on our face the next meeting, and we cited the code, and it's actually not in there, and we you know so. Yeah. And that way, too, whenever the next Maybe. session rolls around and you say, you know, I did my research and I thought it was this way and I wasn't that was not correct. This is the way that it is. I think that you get a lot more respect as a noble grand doing that rather than just coming down on one side of it and not but, doing your research. But it's not the noble grand that'll table it. It's going to have to come off the floor so that noble grand will have to entertain a motion to table until the next meeting. Mm-hmm. Not just table it. Don't do that. Oh, right. Yeah, Make I'm sure sorry. You You're right. You can't. Until uh, the next meeting. And, yeah. and, and table until the next meeting is, is, is a good phrase if you want to keep it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you want to table it indefinitely, uh, you'll never see it again. Right, right, but, right, right. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, so um, that, that would then take us on to the last tip that I came up with, which is tip number 10, use your district deputy grandmaster if you need help. Hmm. Uh, so now I'm a brand new district deputy grandmaster and I've had the opportunity to go and visit a couple lodges and I've had you know people say, oh, you know, you need to pay attention to this and that. Uh, and you know, as the DDGM, uh, my my role first is to go and listen and observe. It's not to go and make decisions. Uh, so one of the things that I realized after becoming the DDGM is that it'd be really great to know for all the lodge members to know that the DDGM is a resource that's available. Uh, so there are, you know, like just a couple things about it that are important. And that is if you send a message, an email will work, by the way, in, in, in this regard. If you send a message to the DDGM, they can then do the research, you know, make a ruling and get back to you that way. But it's great to be able to have the DDGM as a resource if that is something that like, you know, you, you've done the research or there's uh, too much contention about the issue and you'd really like to get some backing up about uh, which way to go with a particular issue uh, to use the DDGM as a resource. So I, what is your take on that? It's it's going back to something that we used to do more of. I, I've seen disappear uh, mm. quite a bit. Uh, it, I, was a dist- I was a grand instructor. You know, that, that in two cents will get you a cup of coffee. Huh? <laughs> that, that, uh, I was a grand instructor, in, I think, uh, 21 years ago. And we had 44, I had 44 district deputies. Mm-hmm. And sessions were five days long, not three days long. Mm. And I had to wear a tuxedo every morning. And I remembered all these district deputies. And we had about five past grand masters. Everybody was somebody. And I'm here as a. You know, basically uh, newer to Grand Lodge, and I'm trying to advise everybody how to do that. And that's when district deputies uh, were really the direct conduit, which they still are, to the Grand Master. And that's a big advantage uh, for a Noble Grand. If a Noble Grand has something, see, this falls into 
the legalities too, really civil legalities, because a noble grand is the presiding officer. So noble grand is all, if you're a lodge like yours and you handle rentals and you're not charging enough a market rate or, or uh, money's disappeared or, or any of these things that can happen within your lodge. Well, you are the presiding officer. It goes beyond odd fellows. It goes beyond our organization. It goes mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Other things. So you're the presiding officer. You take on a responsibility. You may not know it, but your name goes on that 990 as yep. the presiding as, officer. As the CEO. And it goes on there on that little uh, information card that goes to this secretary of state. Mm -hmm. So you are the one. And, and if you're not getting that type of maybe you have a serious enough situation where you want to get it to the district deputy. And hopefully you have a good district deputy that knows to contact the, the grand master if it's serious enough. Mm -hmm. uh, the noble grant should should use that as a tool that that's an excellent uh uh, one a good reminder uh, you know we don't i think our our district deputy in, in our jurisdiction or california uh, san francisco mm -hmm. has become uh, more of a ceremonial seat which has worked well for us too mm -hmm. um, uh, but we all know we can contact uh, our district deputy if we need to mm -hmm. if, if we need to get a word to our grandmaster yeah i've, I've actually uh uh, this is this was one thing that I think it was very smart. Um, I went to go visit a a lodge uh, for the first visit, and it was requested that I deliver a talk to prospective odd fellows. And so I do what I'm experienced at doing, and I created a really great uh, PowerPoint presentation. And I gave a little bit of the history of Odd Fellows, and I talked about why it is that people used to join, why that really isn't the case anymore, it became very obvious. But what are reasons why people join now? And I went around and I asked everybody in the room, you know, to raise their hand, why did you join? And what was great was, as I made the point that everybody would have different answers, and they sure did. You know, um, Odd Fellows is, is a much bigger mixed bag than people even realize. We're not all the same, uh, obviously, but even more so in, in the reasons why we join, which is kind of surprising because the reasons used to be a lot more similar um, back way back when, as you know. Uh, so, so anyways, the fact that this noble grand called on me to go and give a talk to prospective members, it's really, you know, in hindsight, it's kind of a smart thing. You know, he he didn't necessarily want to be the guy doing a presentation. So what did he do? He called on me. Uh, so I think that that was a really smart thing to do. And, you know, I think that anybody who is a DDGM uh, really, um, well, I can't say that it, it would be expected. I mean, we're all volunteers. It's not like we're hired because of our qualifications. But we should all be up for uh, supporting our noble grants and our lodges, however it is that we can. If I was terrible at giving presentations, I would probably ask around, hey, you know, who in our district is really good at this sort of thing? And invite them to come along, you know, have them give the presentation if that's something that they're good at. So, yeah. And, and the other way around, from the district deputy's perspective, district deputy uh, should know that district, you know, and live in that district. And, mm -hmm. Well, you know, you, you know that district, and you kind of uh, can can reach out to those potential members or members, and strengthen a particular lodge if you're familiar with that area, like you say, like I know you are. Mm -hmm. So you would have been the perfect person to come give a presentation, and you would have you would have given that some legitimacy by being the district deputy. Mm -hmm. You know, and now I know you're a Grand Lodge appointed officer, so you actually carried. A little bit more weight with you and, and people like that connection to the parent corporation well, in most part they do and and that festive type of atmosphere that that's wonderful to have someone like you uh give a presentation and note in that position uh, that's great you're like you're representing the authority and, uh, yeah and you know my my basic thing was hey you know i told the noble grant i said hey if they sign up let me know you know I would love to uh, know that I made a difference somehow with those folks. You know, I think that helping to grow our lodges and grow our district 
uh, should really be everybody's job. Uh, yeah. But, you know, not everybody is, has got as much ex experience as I have being out in front of crowds and, and uh, talking, you know, about something that I'm really passionate about. A lot of people they're not that good at being able to get out there and do that. And so, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I had that opportunity and I'm glad that the noble grand asked me to, I could have just said no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not in my J O B description. That been cool. <laughs> of course. But you know, I, I called you a bad name. If you said that, he's <laughs> not a very good leader. You should accept the challenge and you'll learn more doing it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, fortunately for me, I have failed enough in front of crowds to know how to do it better. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so um, did I miss anything? Do you think this is a good set of tips? And by the way, I wanted to make a, a note about this. I decided that it would be a bad idea to say that these are rules or to suggest that these are rules. Why? You know, we're all different. And these are tips that you can either accept them or, you know, ignore them. It's really, really doesn't matter that much if you take these on completely or not. Uh, but the important thing, I think, is to at least know what they are. And once you know what they are, you can forget them um, or you can take them to heart. It's really up to you if you're a new noble grand. Yeah, you, well, you're hearing from two members, you know, here, all, we're, all I'm here for is to give you suggestions or give out suggestions and I, you know, you can take that or leave it. I, I, don't, I don't know the way a particular lodge outside of mine works. And, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm cognizant of that. I know that enough that, that, uh, you know, uh, each lodge is different, as you just said, each area is, is different. When I write something, I, I write knowing if I write something on a national level, I know it's geographically different. The demographics are different. The people are different. Their belief systems are different. Uh, you'll you you will see that from the Midwest to the West to the East, and uh, we're all different. And and this is what you really bring that down to the lodge level. And if your noble grand's that much in tune with the members, realizing the words that he or she or they are speaking, that uh, that the response you'll know that response. And that takes a little while, a little little. Uh, a little practice, but if you know the response of your members, most of the time, uh, your lodges, your lodge meetings are going to go really well. Um, but I made a list here, and, and uh, sure, anything that uh, I didn't cover, go ahead. Um, okay, uh, number one, uh, handle emotion. Uh, I think a noble grand. I, I wrote that as my number one point. A, a noble grand. I find most members newer members are hesitant because they don't know how to handle emotion and the very simplest motion if from the point of a member standing up i move that we spend ten dollars to buy uh, 10 lottery tickets for our raffle mm -hmm. okay. easy second is noble grand would say it's been moved and seconded that we buy ten dollars worth of 10 for 10 raffle tickets for our attendance prizes or something like that. And mm -hmm. the Noble Grand has to know that quickly. It's been moved and seconded. Uh, any discussion, all those in favor signify by raising your right hand, say the right hand, all those in favor, likewise, or raise your right hand. Mm -hmm. uh, you, If you say those points and you're that quick and that comfortable, or, or you've heard the minutes of the meeting of the last meeting, uh, 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 are, are there any uh, corrections, amendments, or, or, you know, corrections or amendments are all what we ask for. Um, and uh, we're, you don't need a motion, okay? And, and, and it, we used to ask, uh, someone brought that up and reminded me, we used to ask that three times. Are there any corrections or, or are there any corrections? Are there three times, we, huh? We used to do that years ago. Now, we don't do it so much with the lodge. Yeah. Somebody had moved, an associate member of our lodge, I guess they do it in their lodge, had moved the, to accept the minutes. And you see that happen even at Grand mm -hmm. Lodge board meeting. Don't need to do that. Right. Just let the presiding officer ask, are there any corrections or amendments? Hearing none, the minutes stand approved as read. Bam. Yeah. No motion. There should yeah. be no discussion on 
you know? Yeah. And I think too, that brings up another point, you know, the noble grand has the authority to do things like that. So uh, I think it's good to know when, and uh, when you don't need a motion uh, for certain things. And I can't really rattle off a list of them off the top of my head, but, and I wouldn't want to try, but you know, it would be a good research point to know when you don't need a motion. Like motions at table, there's no discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go immediately to a vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, there there are things that the noble grand needs to become familiar, but it needs to feel comfortable. Just do the basic motion. It's been moved and seconded to X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Is there any discussion? All those in favor, blah. All those opposed, blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, if, it gets, if that noble grand gets that, just that specific little set of words mm-hmm. it they'll feel so comfortable for the entire year that's what they need to know how to handle emotion quickly and efficiently and move on mm-hmm. and let the discussion be the long part but the discussion will be easy because you set a time limit mm-hmm. you know as we talked about before the yeah. second thing i have is um uh the noble grand is also one who teaches, and mm-hmm. we've talked about that. So we're hoping if you become knowledgeable and you can say, uh, well, no, we can bring in the outside conductor for this. I decided I want to bring him in, or outside uh, guardian mm-hmm. for, this, uh, for this moment. You know, mm-hmm. but the, the noble grand needs a lead and needs to teach. So mm-hmm. try to become – I know that's a little – more difficult than I'm making it sound, but it's again knowing all those things, the code, the ritual, reading mm-hmm. the fine print uh, in the ritual. Uh, I already wrote know the ritual and the code. Um, knowing that you have to appoint your uh, finance committee, knowing that you appoint the committees, mm-hmm. Noble Grand, you do. Nobody else says, Mike, our committee over here is uh, what committee? I didn't appoint you. So, right. The, the noble grand appoints the committee. No one else appoints the committees. Right. And the noble grand um, do that. Other than the, the interview committee. Cause we, it's, it's uh, oh, yeah. two from the noble grand and one from the vice grand. So yeah. that's, that's a shared you're, responsibility there, but yes. You're right. Uh, it, and then um, uh, here's the most important. And I, I know I said a handle emotion is number one. Mm-hmm. Noble grand. And this is gonna. This might upset some people. The noble mm-hmm. grand doesn't talk, right? Unless, unless it's a motion, and he, he gives up. He or she or they give up their seat, their mm-hmm. chair, right. to the right supporter, or you know, to speak. That's it. Mm-hmm. The noble grand doesn't speak, and that's why they have to give up that seat to the right supporter. That's why it's in there. Because that's the only time a noble grand can speak on any subject. The noble grand only handles emotions or directs the order of business mm-hmm. in the order they want to. Right. And but that's it. Yeah. I, I know that the, I've heard people say things like, oh, well, when I become noble grand, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I sometimes would hear that and say, you know, I hate to surprise you, but, you know, you'd be surprised, I think, at how little control you actually have over yeah, some things. No, don't because, they, no, the Noble Grand has control. Right. But like the Noble Grand can be outvoted, though, on yeah. doing certain things. And so you may think that you would, you know, you if you want to do something that's unpopular, no, <laughs> you're probably going to be overrode on that one as far as uh, the, the lodge, you know, kind of saying, no, we're not doing it that way. Uh, it's it's happened a couple of times with me. Mm. And it's just it's only. Be- huh? And handle a noble grant should just handle the business, handle the meeting. Handle Agreed. Agreed. Handle Agreed. It. Don't don't get up there and discuss it. Or you're going to have that one hour meeting turn into the. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I want. I don't even want to list the lodges I've seen where the noble grand and I'm sitting there and noble I'm not going to say anything. Noble grands get nervous during official visits too. Oh yeah. Bonnie mentioned something. Do noble grands sometimes get um, nervous. Yeah. Nervous mm-hmm. with, uh, with, uh, visitors, official visits. So, you know, make sure if you're a district deputy or, uh, you kind of just, or an officer, just kind of like ease them, you know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, just Noble Grant should not not elaborate or talk or uh, or be the one to to lead into emotion. But they can if they give up their seat. But don't follow your own time limits. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, don't don't take advantage. Mm -hmm. Maybe do you most of your talking before the meetings It'll save yourself a lot of trouble. Absolutely. I mean, if I'm going to, I mean, if I would be in a position to make a motion, I would much prefer to talk with a committee in advance and kind of sort everything out and then have the committee make the motion. Uh, that's, I think, a much cleaner way of doing things because, you know, and I, I've, I've actually had, you know, like, like my building committee, I've made a couple of recommendations, not that they were followed, but at least I got a chance to discuss what they what my concerns were, like any member of the lodge has a right to talk to the building committee, talk to this committee, that committee events uh, so that it's sorted out beforehand. And then the committee can make a motion. It's much uh, it takes less time. Uh, things are thought out more in advance that way. It's, I think, a much cleaner way of doing things. It sounds like we've covered everything. I think so, too. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with You're me, welcome. Peter. And uh, uh, until next time, we'll see you on the Oddfellows Oddcast. Okay. All right. I, it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you again. And, and uh, just one thing for Noble Grants, don't, don't sure. let all this di discourage you. It's not that difficult. Uh, just my, like I said, my number one thing, just, just learn how to handle emotion. And you, yeah. you will be so confident all year long. You know, that's that's the number one thing. Well, emotion. my number one thing is really to have a sense of humor because nobody's perfect. People can be wrong. It happens, you know, and, and if people if you're not having a good time as Noble Grand, if you're not having fun, chances are your people aren't having fun either. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Good point. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. And uh, please subscribe down below. And we'll see you next time on the Oddfellows Oddcast. Oh.